Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. So what's going on with the markets this morning? Uh, well, markets are in the red slightly this morning, but after two super strong days, uh, markets recovered, you know, five, six percent just in two trading days. And this is, again, where markets are following that kind of bad news equals good news narrative. Uh, where signs that the economy might be slowing is actually an indication that central banks may start to ease its uh, rate heightening cycle. And so what we saw on Monday was manufacturing came in lower than expected in terms of activity. Uh, So that was positive for the markets, and that was the largest decrease since 2020. Then on Tuesday, we saw U.S. job openings also dropped in the month of August, and that was, again, positive. And so that's why that's why we saw such a big bounce off those lows as a Friday, because September was the worst month uh, since March 2020. Um, So investors are obviously going to see that and feel that. Um, But again, as what we were saying last week, you know, every time the markets have this kind of real panic selling, there's usually some sort of bounce to follow. Okay, so that's kind of a bad news, good news kind of situation, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you know, even though an economic slowdown can sound negative, it's, it actually helps reduce the urgency for more aggressive rate hikes. And uh, as we know, markets are pricing that the Fed will increase another 125 basis points um, at most, they're saying, by March. And again, we're looking at that's for the U.S., but also in Canada, they're going to continue on their rate increase path. And so anything to give us some sort of idea that that could be slowing. Um, you know, we saw a pivot just in Australia. They were supposed to increase by half a point and they increased by a quarter of a point. So those kinds of signs are, you know, coming to our attention now. So it doesn't mean that, um, you know, we've seen the low, but I would say some sort of low is in, even though if this does push us into a recession sometime later next year, that will be another issue that we have to deal with. But in terms of right now, um, you know, we're going to be getting new inflation numbers for the U.S. next week uh, and in Canada kind of a week after that. And we'll be following that very closely. And, and other things um, in the markets right now, I mean, OPEC just cut oil production yeah. by 2 million barrels, right? So that's quite a bit. And so the the kind of the worry there could be is that oil prices increase again, which is something we don't need, uh, especially here in Vancouver, um, but even globally and for inflation, we don't want to see a higher oil prices. So and again, they're they're trying to stabilize the price of oil. And what that means to them is different than what that means to us, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we're concerned here about the high price of gas. Is that putting pressure on those prices, do you think? Uh, it yes, definitely it will. Um, and the oil cuts are coming in November, and so we'll see what that does in terms of the price of oil. It, re- it really didn't move much uh, today, uh, and, but it is up about thirteen percent in the last six trading days. In light that OPEC is likely going to uh, have some sort of deep cut, so we've seen that already kind of priced into the uh, to the price of oil, and uh, we'll see how that fares for inflation numbers going forward again, because 
the Fed and the Bank of Canada, central banks around the world are looking uh, at inflation numbers to decide on how they're going to move going forward. And so oil is a big part of that, energy prices. And so we'll see uh, how, how things fare over the next uh, month or two in terms of inflation numbers. Okay. Now we're also going to talk about the fact that this October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And that actually has a lot to do with what you do for a living, Lori, because, you know, when you get a cancer diagnosis, planning economically, financially for the future becomes so important. And, you know, for female investors, too, are there extra challenges with that? Yeah, you know, I think a diagnosis of cancer for for anyone is difficult. Um, and because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we thought we would just talk, um, well, about that, but also about women and investing and, and how... Uh, things are a little bit different uh, for for us that are women, and, and one of the, one area is retirement planning. Um, you know, women generally do live longer than men. The average life expectancy for women is eighty four, and men it's eighty. Again, I have so many clients that are way past that. My Oma is one hundred and two. So, oh wow, women, yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, she just turned one hundred and two in July. So, I always believe in you know longevity, um, and uh, I've seen a lot of clients uh, beat cancer um, and breast cancer cancer, especially in my own family, uh, breast cancer just recently. And so it's important to uh, plan for a, a long retirement, uh, also beyond husband and children, and and that kind of is different for women. Uh, also, many many people believe that women are more conservative in investing, and I don't think that's always the case. I think that communication is key uh, when dealing with women, uh, especially as they go through different stages in life. Uh, and, you know, you want to be involved in the financial decision making. So even if you may not follow markets or the portfolios, it's important to be included. And so we're always trying to ensure uh, that the spouse is included in our conversations, our portfolio reviews, so that they feel comfortable asking any questions that they have out there. Um, and I think it's really important that financial advisors or portfolio managers speak in a language that people can understand. Uh, I would say that for female or males, you know, you want to be able to understand what they're um, what they're trying to say and and be able to ask those questions when you need to. And in terms of October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you know, um, twenty eight thousand of Canadian women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in twenty twenty. There's you know two point three million new cases of breast cancer globally. Obviously, early um, detection is key, and uh, there's a lot of symptoms that you should be looking for with that. Uh, and treatment, I mean, survival of breast cancer for at least five years after diagnosis ranges from more than 90% um, uh, in Canada to, again, some other uh, countries are a little bit lower, but again, in Canada, it's fairly high. So it's important again for early detection. And and one thing we just want to bring to everyone's attention again was charitable donations. Uh, when you're thinking of your end of year tax planning, um, you know you can look at donating to any charity. But again, for breast cancer, and there's obviously more information at cancer.ca and nationalbreastcancer.org. And, uh, you know, if you are ever feeling any of those symptoms, don't wait to get checked. As we're seeing on the news, it takes longer and longer to get that diagnosis. Yes. And that's part of the issue with uh, our medical system right now. Yeah, those are some of the challenges. And it's so scary doing that waiting, too. And I can imagine it was it's scary to head into financial planning with a diagnosis like that, too, isn't it? It is, but it, it, I, I feel that when um, when a client, uh, when somebody does bring it to my attention, you know, and we start talking about it, and because I've been through this um, 
this journey with a lot of clients um, and successful journeys, I should say as well, that sometimes it does bring peace of mind. And especially in my own family, um, you know, seeing so much cancer and, and overcoming that cancer even. I mean, Oma had stage four cancer twice and she overcame it. And now she's 102. Um, you know, I think that does bring some sort of positivity. But again, you know, going to the doctor, making sure you're getting that diagnosis as early as possible is definitely key uh, when dealing with breast cancer, with any cancer out there. So, so definitely it's, it's about communicating, um, you know, with your family as well as uh, the professionals in your life to help you through that journey. And that's where you come into, you end up being a little bit of a, a therapist or a counselor at that point too, don't you, Lori? I, I do. And, uh, and I would say a friend as well. Very true. Lori, thank you so much for that. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great week. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski talking about financial planning and yes, October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And remember, you can also talk to Lori about all of these things and much more. You can contact her team at 604-695-LORI or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.